0: You are listening to the In Her Eyes Podcast. I am your host, Lindney House, episode 99. Hello, hello, my lovely friend, and welcome to the In Her Eyes Podcast. I am your host, Lindney House, interior designer, artist, mama, scientist, color specialist, and space coach. Here to help you navigate the beautiful messiness of raising strong, thriving daughters while you discover the path to a home that inspires you. You will learn to design gorgeous, peaceful spaces inside and out that you can be proud of and love coming home to. Each week, we will explore how individuality and practicality create the harmony our souls crave. Let's dive in, my dear, to all of our beautiful We're going to continue in this journey today of sacred space as the holiday season approaches, as the sort of stars are aligned for us to lean into this time of year where things feel a little bit more magical, a little bit easier to tap into your own intuition and experience some of the... We're just going to continue to call it magic. I don't have a better word for it. I probably should, you know, mystical. Um, this time of year just is fun. And I feel like so many people who love fall, they. it's not just the, you know, cooler weather. It's no longer hot outside. It's the colors and... The harvest, you know, this this time of feeling of abundance and plenty, it's all part of the season. And it's one of the things that I, we do in society still so well is celebrate, even if we don't think about it, even if we don't know it, even if we feel like, oh, this is just our favorite time of year, which, you know, for so many people, I'd say almost like, especially in the Northeast here, probably... If you were to take a poll, it seems as if like 75% of the people would say that fall is their favorite time of year. So why are we continuing to talk about sacred space? Well, as a designer, I feel like it is the foundational piece of everything that I do. Because I feel like when somebody is coming, seeking out help to transform their space, they're in the mindset of they want it to be beautiful and special and functional and they want to take full benefit of the space that they have and sometimes They're thinking, oh, I want to do it right. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But they wanted to match their vision so often. And for most of my clients, especially my clients that have been with me for a long time, they know that one of the fundamental pieces of what i give what i bring to the project is my commitment to honoring their vision and that's really important to me and we could talk a lot about where that even comes from but when i left my full-time job to open my own business, if you've been with me for a while, uh, if you've been with this podcast from the beginning, you'll know that that a large driving force to do that came from this experience that I was having over and over between the conflict and I don't want to uh, conflict sounds like a really strong word, but conflict isn't always, you know, verbal, uh, actionable. A lot of times, sometimes it's just mulling through decisions in your head, you know, one bumping into another, one not supporting another. And the so it was this sort of merging of minds, merging of decision-making, um, of mothers and daughters, and how to fully support our daughters in their, you know, in their beautiful, wonderful, blossoming magic, you know, sparkly, strong, you know, whatever, um, you know, whatever they were kind of bringing to the table, that, that energy that was unique to them with, you know, mom's desire for, you know, maybe sometimes their desire was to give them something that they didn't have as a child. Maybe mom's desire was to make things more orderly. Maybe mom's desire was for it to honor her, but also integrate in the into the household so it didn't feel out of place. So many different things were coming together and I felt like I had a really clear process and I still do and it's still something that I absolutely do a clear process to bring people together and help people see but part of what we were doing and anytime we're honoring our vision the actions we take the decisions we make the thoughts we have those are sacred and if you episode 98 we talked about laying the foundation for this idea of our spaces of this of the places in our homes the actions that we want to take Being sacred, and I shared with you the Merriam-Webster dictionary definition of that, and I'm going to revisit some pieces of that today, but if you didn't listen to that episode, I encourage you to jump back over there and do that. And the other thing we talked about was clearing energy, you know, clearing that space out so we have a fresh canvas to start with, fresh canvas in our own energy, in the physical air that we're, you know, breathing and taking in and, you know, that our skin cells are vibrating against. All of that's important to think about when we're we're thinking about sacred spaces. But today we're going to focus a little bit more on the where. And I'm just going to give you some ideas, especially if you feel like you are, you don't have a lot of space so you don't you don't have something and you know or maybe there's just a lot of activity in your house and you don't have something that you can designate set aside and you entirely you know, be for you or for one particular activity. Your spaces have to serve a lot of different purposes for maybe even a lot of different people. And one of the reasons I wanted to bring this conversation to the podcast now is because We are also coming into the season of decorating. You know, first people are pulling out their Halloween decorations, whether they're, you know, scary and, and specific to the holiday or they're beautiful and colorful, you know, specific to autumn or a combination of both, which for most of us, that's usually the place because, you know, the pumpkin orange is so fun to decorate with. And most of us don't have that color as part of our color scheme, although it's a magnificent color to have in your home year round for a lot of reasons. But those auburns and those, you know, those brilliant colors that leaves start to turn. We want to bring that energy into our home. You know that gold and yellow is such a symbol of abundance and you know we move right into Thanksgiving and gratitude and you know cinnamon and sage and all of these spices that Become part of whether it's our holiday decor or the food that we're cooking in our kitchens, all of those things. If you travel back through time and look at celebrations of ancient days, you know, those spices are foundational to creating sacred spaces and sacred rituals, sacred events. And taking our human selves and wrapping it up and, and and celebrating things that the energy of and the manifestation of things that go beyond us, the the bigger picture. So every single religious tradition has spices and foods and activities that are all tied to their holiday celebrations. And I love looking into this because I feel like we're in a time where we don't spend enough time looking at our commonality and instead look at what makes us different. So this is In this celebration of our individual sacred spaces, we can learn from other traditions and look at where that information crosses over. But today it's all about the where. And I want to help you carve out time and physical space to honor, Yourself, honor your family through this process of creating sacred space. Throughout history, only the very, very wealthy had large homes. It's only in the most recent development, the only recent timeline, that it was more standard for most people to have a home that housed their whole family. You know, their whole family could fit comfortably in and there are multiple rooms where we could do things and then you remember in like the 80s and 90s when mega mansions started popping up because of the decrease in the price of building supplies and the influx of money especially in the U.S. into the middle class and you know homes started getting bigger and bigger and you know every child needed its own room and there needed to be a playroom and a dining room and a you know and a and a a basement and all these different things started to become something that we accepted more as certainly as part of the American dream something to achieve but part of the you know part of what was considered average you know part of what was considered just being and in the last few years, especially with like, my children's def- generation and the cost of education skyrocketing and the cost of housing skyrocketing, this idea of just you know going out and buying a big house to have space for all the different things is not nearly as available or practical as it was to my generation, as it was, you know, 20, 30 years ago when it was just part of what you did after, you know, either in the process of schooling or after your schooling was done. And the reason I bring this up is because for a large part of history, sacred ceremony, sacred space was done outdoors. And I find when I'm, you know, when I know that my nervous system is, has become sort of stressed and overtaxed or I've got too many things on my plate one of my favorite ways to unwind and reconnect to myself is to walk out, to walk in the forest. And not just outside, but, you know, find a lot of forest, find a lot of trees, find a dirt path, find rocks. And the reason that I feel that so many of us are drawn to that activity when you know when, our, when we're, we're in that same place and we just want that opportunity to sort of escape everyday life and you know, go for a hike or go for a walk in the woods. The trees are always creating. They're cleansing the air. They're doing a lot of the things that we've already talked about in terms of creating sacred space. Just the process of um, the natural cycles, you know, the leaves falling, the leaves decaying, all of that, that natural cycle that we immerse ourselves in helps us reconnect to our natural selves. And it feels really good. And it's one of the reasons that for the whole month of October, if uh, you normally head over to the podcast webpage after listening to an episode, you'll know that we've created a whole new feature area because if you're like me and you always want to know more, you always want to go deeper, there is a go deeper section. So not only will you find the moon information because I've referenced the moon because I've I've come to believe there's so much strength in living, you know, kind of like having a, a roadmap already and just Using your energy and your activity in alignment with that 30 day cycle of the moon, or 29 and a half day to be specific. Um, but there's also always uh, recommended reading, and you know, if you really want to go deeper and do that energetic chakra work, and uh, do the color work that we've that I've shared with you, how to do like really embody what the topic that we talk about, I want to give you that opportunity. So that's the reason that I have that go deeper section. And the other thing that I always offer in that section is a recommended essential oil. And sometimes it lines up because I primarily use uh, doTERRA essential oils. I it can line up with what they have on special for the month because usually they do things very seasonally because they're very connected to the earth and the wellness of the earth. And sometimes it's just what I feel like we need. And so this month I'm my featured the product that I'm featuring on the website is a brand new product is actually brand new to the whole United States market. And it's called Shinrin Yoko. And it's a forest bathing blend. So it's a grand opportunity to bring that not just. Fragrance, Because so often we think of essential oils as being a healthy alternative to fragrance in our home, which they are, but they come with these amazing properties to shift your health, your physical health, and your emotional health within your space. So the Shinrin Yoko I have been diffusing. I've I've had mine for about 10 days, maybe close to two weeks now. Um, I've been diffusing it in the kitchen so when I walk in there to get ready to cook I already feel inspired. I've been coming up with some of the most fun dishes even if I'm just sort of sprucing up something that was moderately prepared uh, but I found that I've been really really creative lately and some of that is the energy of the season that we're in uh, but it's just been sort of like a slothing, like a not sloth <laughs> a, a sloughing off of um, just some heaviness and some weight and I believe that the idea for this, you know, what I've been sharing with you and some of the things that I've been doing with people in the design portal, some of the conversations that we've been having, some of the conversations I've been having just with close friends, has all been wrapped up in this stream of consciousness that's been triggered by having this Shinranyoku you know, diffusing in my home or I have a roller bottle um, that I was sent as part of the the new product kickoff kit. Um, I purchased and <laughs> They didn't just send it to me for free. Um, but, you know, nothing in the world that's good is free. But um, so it... It's just been uh, it's just been you know sort of feel filled with this kind of like happy movement. Um, I've also been exercising every day, which is something that I'm so grateful to get back into. but I feel like there's it's it's not a um it's not a coincidence that all these things are coming together. So I did wanna share that with you. If you have questions, if you're new to essential oils, there is a spot on there where you can pop in and schedule an appointment with me and we can just chat for half an hour to see what you might need in your home. Whether it's you're in the process of detoxifying or whether you have some health challenges or you just wanna take some of those great, your perfect health, your house is happy, and you just want to bring some of those great um, advantages that essential oils bring into your space. Um, so I encourage you to do that. It's absolutely free. There's no obligation to do anything. It's just a topic that I'm passionate about. When I started studying shamanism and some of the practices that are Quintessential, quintessential to the practice of shamanism there's a lot about opening sacred space you know in just in you know the realm you're in and one of the things I realized that was holding me back from you know doing some of these practices was not as much the physical space to be able to perform it but the way that my family would view me and ask questions about, you know, why are you doing this and what are you doing? And have you gone crazy? And how are like spirits inhabiting your body? Like like all these things which are just outside projections that I knew are not really, you know, they're they're coming from what they've been taught and what they've learned and I realized what from you know the outside looking in what it might look like so finding physical space and physical time to do things that I had to explain or rationalize or you know bump off like the negative energy that was coming from from doing this or the, um, just kind of like the, sort of the ridicule, um, I didn't want to deal with that. So it was easier to try and, like, find these hidden moments in these, these hidden spaces to do what I wanted to do instead of standing my ground, you know, instead of standing firm in my activity of needing to do the, you know, to do whatever I wanted to do. And I started to see patterns of when I was doing that in my own home. And that was a big eye opener for me because things that are conventional, you know, things that align with what my husband wants or how, he wants to do something are a whole lot easier to practice or take care of in the home than things that he necessarily doesn't want going on. So I started to see how many times I wasn't honoring myself by not doing the things that I wanted to do. And this has been an ongoing exploration for me, something I've realized about myself for a long time that, you know, my coping strategy is to do the things that I want, buy the things that I want in a way that's I don't have to defend them. And I started to see how the space that I I want to create for myself, for my family that feels grounded and welcoming and joyous. And all the ways that I know in my heart, in my soul, in my experience to do it was not happening because of my fear of having to defend it. And I started to. I took a look at how I dealt with that in my business and my best clients, my favorite clients, sometimes they might challenge me when they tell me they want something and I tell them this is what we can do to get you exactly what you want. You don't have to let go of this idea it is possible it is something we can create whether it's a an aesthetic whether it's an emotional feeling or whether it's like a physical transformation like building some you know building bookcases where somebody said there wasn't enough room or or moving a washing machine but there's a window in the way you know things that that contractors come in and said we can't do what you want And when we shift into a new way of thinking and we think outside of the box and we see a way, there's always gonna be some kind of pushback. There's always going to be somebody who says, well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, that's not the way that it's normally done. And if I can prepare them for that, I can prepare myself and that's what I want you to think about as you start to look around your space if you think that I can't I don't have the space to do that I've told the story before that of I when my children were small and they were so busy and the house often felt out of control and like there was too much going on the sacred place that I created for myself was my linen closet And I've shared before that, you know, the lavender bundles that were in there at the time, I knew very, 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 I knew nothing basically about herbalism except for, you know, some of the things I had picked up in passing from my grandmothers. But that was such a key component of it. And it was just, it, it was a luxury, but it felt incredible. And that's different than just a perfectly organized linen closet. And I realized that those simple little ingredients that make it special to me are the th- uh, things that make it honor me so it feels sacred. And we do that with for our family that when we don't even realize it. You know, when we cook a favorite meal on their birthday, when we set the table for Thanksgiving. We are creating sacred space. So where are some places that we can carve out this space that you might not have thought of? The first place I wanna mention is just the bathroom. You know, sometimes we our bathrooms can get busy, they can get dirty, they can get hectic, but just a few little, rituals and routines or maybe thinking about the way you do it a little bit differently can create sacred space. We all love, you know, a beautiful Instagram picture and you don't need an Instagram-worthy picturesque bathroom. If you're in your first house, there's a good chance that, you know, you might have inherited somebody else's design. And that's totally fine. You can still make it your own sacred space. Epsom salt costs so little; it costs less than a latte usually. Um, just a good bag of Epsom salt um, at the health food store or on, you know, Amazon. Just make sure it's, you know, a pure, reliable, small business source. Um, and and please, please, please make sure it's it has no fragrance. I just saw a post lately of somebody who. Um, there's a brand of Epsom salt that's, that's advertised as being like pure and healthy and it is loaded with toxic fragrance. So just make sure that when, when you're buying something to create your sacred space that you're, you're being conscientious of how you want your body to feel um, because those energetics are what you want to line up. There's a lot of things that we can do in the bathroom. For example, um, I have always sort of dreamed of, you know, the big luxurious tub with the rose petals floating. And I realized pretty quickly that there's a lot of work on both sides of, you know, taking that luxurious bath when you think that there's a lot of work on the other side. I recently found, I'll call it a recipe, um, for just a, gathering up herb bundles, at, you're gathering up your herbs from your garden and wrapping them in cheesecloth. And I just used a couple of hair bands and hair banded it to the faucet and let the water just run over that. And it was magnificent. And there was zero cleanup on the other side. And when I say zero cleanup, um, I do keep um, just my non-toxic cleaner on, you know, right there in the bathroom. And as soon as the water runs out, I spray the tub down really well. And usually I can just rinse it right off in hot water and it takes away any of the you know, rings if you're using any kind of, you know, fancy salts or anything like that. But all of that is, 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 is something to aspire to or something that you can start to say you're going to do for yourself. But unless you schedule the time, create the time, tell the people around you that this is the time you're going to do it and commit to it, it doesn't matter, you know, what you buy or what space you have, you have to put space in your calendar. And having those sacred spaces in your calendar is going to make everything else flow as well. You're not going to feel overburdened. You're not going to feel over scheduled when you look in your calendar and see that you've carved out time for yourself. And it can be hard. Because sometimes it's easier just to collapse on the sofa and, you know, watch Netflix for three hours and or watch Netflix for half an hour or watch the news for half an hour. And it's, it makes us feel like we don't have time. But when you know that, you know, at 830 after the children are in bed, this is what we're going to do or, you know, in the morning before you get up, this is your sacred sacred time you're setting everything on a different course you can have mobile sacred space if it's a mobile meditation or prayer space uh, you have a cushion a rug uh, you know something rolled up i keep mine just sort of stashed under my bed i try not to keep many things under my bed but i do have sort of my sacred meditation kit Um, As I call it under under my bed, um, I have a rug that was made by my great-grandmother. And then I have a little box with a little incense burner and some incense. And I can just pull it right out if I want to just have a few moments of meditation or prayer that feels really special. That feels really, you know, there's, there's some event or some reason that I kind of want to take it to the next level. I have everything there so I can, you know, just do that. Um, you can have, you can certainly do that in your bath, you know, pack it away. So just the act of opening it up begins that ritual, creates that, that sacredness. Um, we can do that with our holiday table you know, some of those things that we only break out for special occasions. Keep them packed all the way together. Pack them with some, you know, with some beautiful herbs and, you know, in a basket where it can smell. You know, whenever you're, you're tapping into all of your five senses, particularly your sense of smell, you're elevating everything to the next level. You could have sort of sacred lunch at the park kit (laughs) you know again your sacred space doesn't have to necessarily be in your home um, or something that you put together for maybe when you have a chance to have just a a intimate lunch with yourself or an intimate lunch with friends Um, have everything put together so you can pull it out and it Anytime things are convenient, it's going to make it so much easier to take action. And when you start to feel like doing these things are part of honoring yourself and who you are, you're raising your level of confidence. You're raising your level of trusting that you can be yourself and you can do what you want to do. And then it doesn't feel like you're at war with, you know, with everything around you, whether it's, you know, the, the condition of uh, toys on the floor or dishes in the sink or all the things around you. If you have the opportunity to, to step away and participate in your own sacred time, you don't necessarily have to always do it in a singular physical location. If you do have the space to set aside, to carve out, you, so often I find you know, people telling me they don't have room to do X, Y, or Z and then we walk around their house and they're Places in their house that are functioning the way they think those spaces are supposed to function. You know, rooms that they rarely ever go in, that they're just kind of pass-throughs from one place to another. You know, guest bedrooms that only go in once or twice a month. A children's room where the child has gone off to college. Sometimes the child has gone off to college, gotten a graduate degree, gotten married, and When they come home, they don't even stay in that room because of grandkids. And it's still unused physical space. And any place in your home that you're not using to make every single day align with the way that you want to live is wasted space. It's wasted real estate. It's money that you're paying for something that is being unused. It's really no different than, you know, buying groceries that you end up tossing out at the end of the week. So that's what I want you to think about this week, my friends. I would love to hear how it works out for you. I hope that you go into this holiday season by carving out the sacred space for you so i do have an exciting announcement and you're going to hear more about this in the weeks to come when i launched this podcast when i launched my business three years ago now it seems impossible that it was really that long ago but i went out on my own I was focused on the mother-daughter relationship, and I really wanted to help mothers and daughters build a strong relationship and do it through the process of creating a space that honored their daughter. We moved into a little bit of a different space as we realized that a lot of our own dreams that we didn't get as a young girl weren't fully realized and sometimes we reflect those back on our daughter and sometimes that's where the tension comes from sometimes it's the opposite you know every situation is different but what i want to do in the next 11 weeks so we're going to have a big celebration on the 100th and 11th episode of the in her eyes podcast I'm gonna be taking scholarship applications for my premier product, the very, very, very first course I ever put together as a new business person that's carried through these last three years and that's my Power Me Up program. It's a course designed specifically to help mothers and daughters work together or in unison together is kind of the wrong word it's it's a give and take it's a it's a beautiful relationship program that ends with a gorgeous bedroom for your daughter that is so personalized to her no matter what your budget is whether you have hundred dollars to spend on the room or whether you have five thousand dollars to spend on the room or whether you have ten thousand dollars to spend on the room it doesn't matter what the budget is it matters how we put together exactly what she needs because i am a i'm a huge believer that where there's a will there's a way and one of the most amazing things about this program is how the universe steps in to help create what your daughter needs when you just start listening when you just start opening up so you'll be hearing very soon you'll be if you're on my email list um, you'll be getting an email with details to how you can apply for the scholarship right now the course itself and it has been since its inception um, the price has not gone up in the three years that it's been there. And it's, for what you get on the other side of it, it is extraordinary. It's $444. You get a workbook to work through that you get to keep forever. Um, it's almost like a memento in itself. Um, but what you get is this wonderful relationship and a beautiful room on the other side with that's Completely specialized in a way that helps your daughter feel empowered, helps her learn to speak up for herself, helps you communicate with her in a way that doesn't bring your own beliefs and fears and insecurities into the process put a lot of time in creating this program and I'm super proud of it and I think it can be transformative in anyone's life but I 100% understand that not everyone is in a position to be able to invest in this because our society just isn't structured that way as much as I wish that it was. There is a one-on-one component to this. So you will be working with me in conjunction with this transformation. So it's not just a straight DIY program. It is a design course that you learn so much about design in. And most people take the course and then take what they learn and start transforming other areas of their home. But I am offering a scholarship so there'll be a scholarship application where you'll be able to fill a, to to fill it out and one person will win 100% free scholarship free opportunity to have this course and as well as my time as well as me working with you in the process and I'm toying around with the idea, depending on the number of applications that we get, I'm thinking of offering two 50% off options as well. So stay tuned for that. If you're not on my email list already, you can head over to lindneyhouse.com and just, you know, pop your information in there. You Typically only get about one email from us a week. Usually that's on a Friday afternoon. And it's almost always chock full of advice on how to transform your home in a way that aligns and is harmonious with your heart and what you desire. So thank you, my friends, for being here. Have a wonderful week, and I will be back with here with you next week to celebrate the big one hundred. Take care. Thank you, my beautiful friend, for being here today. I just want to remind you that you are a beautiful light in this world. And don't be afraid to shine. Because the world is a better place because you're in it. And if there's a woman in your life, a girl in your life that you know that needs to hear that, I encourage you to reach out to her today and remind her just how extraordinary she is. And if there's someone who you feel like could benefit from the conversation that we had today on the podcast, I would love, it would mean the world to me for you to share this conversation with someone in your life today. If you haven't had the opportunity to subscribe to the podcast, please head over to Apple and subscribe. There are directions on the inhereyespodcast.com webpage that give you complete instructions if you've never done that before. On Apple and also on Spotify, all you have to do is hit the follow button and you'll be part of the community. And speaking of community, here with season four, we have created the In Her Eyes podcast forum as a community page. So head over there, introduce yourself, say hi, let me know what's this podcast has brought into your life and the wisdom, your wisdom, the wisdom that has come to you through listening. Because I know together, we are powerful, beautiful women. Until next time, so much love.